0: Welcome to the My Family Thinks Some Crazy podcast. Today we are embarking on a voyage beyond the boundaries of the ordinary to explore the extraordinary, the mysterious, and the awe inspiring. Today we delve into the enigmatic world of a groundbreaking technology. Prepare to have your senses stirred, your curiosity peaked, and your perception of reality forever changed. In a world of sprawling urban development, The chaotic soundscape and an ocean of dissonant frequencies strip your aura and leave you defenseless. Picture a resonant chamber that taps into the very life force within you, guiding your cells to reset, rebalance, and unleash the latent powers of self-healing. The Harmonic Egg isn't just a machine, it's a portal to a realm where sound, light, and color unite to offer a transformative bio-healing experience. Today, we're in for a revelation as we welcome an exceptional guest, Gail Lynn, the mastermind behind a creation that defies the laws of the mundane, the harmonic egg. It's more than a device, it's a marvel. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. I'm Mystic Mark and enjoy this conversation with Gail Lynn, Ladies and gentlemen, here we are back again on the My Family Thinks Some Crazy podcast, and with me today is someone I'm very excited to talk to. It's long overdue, and we're going to be talking about energy medicine, the harmony of the universe, and where we fit into this frequency, these vibrations. Joining us today is Gail Lynn. Gail, welcome to the show. People might know you from your website, HarmonicEgg.com. But in case they don't, tell us a little bit about yourself and what brings you to the show today.
1: Well, cool. Thanks for having me. I just like the title of your podcast. My family thinks I'm crazy.
0: So,
1: (laughs) So I reached out to you. We have a mutual friend, Stephen Ross, with the World Research Foundation. He's awesome. And so I have an engineering background. And my family thought I was crazy because I come from a blue collar environment. Dad had a seventh grade education. Mom had a high school diploma. And they said, you know, I probably would never amount to anything. I should just get a job at the factory and then I'll have a pension and my life will be amazing. And my dad used to say, why are you always trying to buy steaks with hamburger money? And so Hmm. I would just laugh because I knew there was more to the world than Henry Ford and the automotive industry. And so my journey took me from an engineer in Detroit to an international telecom consultant in Dallas, Texas, traveling the world. Then it took me to Hollywood with um, a movie that we did called Protecting the King, which was uh, about Elvis. And so I dated uh, Elvis's stepbrother for seven years, and we made this movie together And so I look at my life now and I kind of have to laugh because how am I now in the wellness field with all that background? But I can see how it's all come together now and it was perfectly, divinely orchestrated and lovely.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, I imagine there's some serendipity or synchronicity surrounding your meeting Elvis's stepbrother, but maybe tell us a little bit about this engineering degree and how that sort of became like, uh, uh, an avenue towards this world of healing technology. Cause it, I, I agree with you 100% and I've heard similar, less eloquent things from my parents about spending, you know, hamburger money on steaks. But when it comes to the world around us, it, you know, it seems like there's a sort of diminishing returns sort of scientific reductionist approach to all things technology and you know from a, a young perspective that could be kind of well maybe I don't, in, it wouldn't instill as much hope as we would hope i guess but where did you like get this spark to see the bigger picture through all of the sort of malaise of, oh, no, this is just how we do things?
1: That's a great question. I think it's just a lot of soul searching, a lot of traveling. But I also feel like if I didn't have the engineering background, I would have never been able to bring this to fruition. And you know how the universe puts ideas out there. Somebody's got to grab it. And so I've had so many people tell me, Oh, my gosh, that was my idea. I had that idea. You know, that was my invention, and I said, well, I don't think it's really anybody's invention. It was information from source that somebody needed to do something with. And when I first came up with the idea, uh, a manufacturer told me that's not possible that you cannot build a large wooden egg uh, with this kind of dim- with these kind of dimensions. And I remember saying, well, Walt Disney said, if you could dream it, you could do it. And I remember him saying, well, you're not Walt Disney. (laughs) So basically, there's a lot of, so I'm a Scorpio. We were talking about that before in the show. I was raised Catholic. So a lot of, there's a lot of things that didn't fit into my reality with the teachings that I had. But I also know I was intuitive. And so I could pick up a book. And I could be searching for an answer, and then there would be the answer. But when I was younger, I didn't know that I was the only one or a very few people who had this gift. I thought everybody had it because it was just natural for me. So as I've been on my journey, and a lot of sickness, a lot of illness, just like you hear from a lot of healers and people who have done you know things in wellness, it started out with them being sick. So I had my first migraine when I was 17 and they plagued me for 23 years. So a lot of my searching was let's, you know, why do people get migraines? Why are people sick? We shouldn't be sick. If we're these beautiful beings of of source energy from God, then why are we sick? And so I just started a lot of research and started figuring out we're vibrational beings of light from source energy. Why are we healing with sound and light? And then that took me on a journey to Egypt. It took me on a journey to uh, Peru, took me on a journey to Greece. And I write about some of my stories in the book that basically got me to where I am and molded me. And I feel so grateful to the universe for the experiences that brought me here. And of course there were times when I was not listening and you know how the universe can just slap you right upside the head? um, It was like a bad country song. So everywhere I turned, I couldn't find a job. And I was really good at operations. I was really good at project management. I was really an expert in my field in corporate. And then when the universe said, you're going to do this wellness thing, I said, no, I'm not going to do this. So the next thing I know, I lost my dog. I lost my job. I lost my house. Like I said, a bad country song. If I could just play it backwards, get my dog back, get my house back, get my job back. But I realized that every door was closed because this was the only one that I was going to be able to walk through and have success on my path in this lifetime.
0: Right. Now, tell us about this egg, this harmonic egg, because it feels like, from what I I heard you describe, you have a sort of... I, an approach to this that's holistic and inclusive of this, I don't, what I would consider like the Akashic record, right? Where all these ideas are kind of stored away and, you know, certain people like yourself are able to access these ideas and bring them, you know, make them manifest.
1: Right, right. And I think we all have access to it if we can just find the time to be in silence and listen. And so when the Vermonique came through, I had a mentor who had also designed this, uh, a light box, but it was more of a rectangular light box. And I saw in him a lot of the consciousness of Edgar Casey, which I'm sure a lot of your audience would know, Edgar Casey, the sleeping prophet. And in a book that he wrote at the end of his life, he said, if somebody would bring together, and you know, of course I'll paraphrase, the spiritual forces of sound and the spiritual forces of light, it'd be a great modality for the future. So this mentor of mine, had never heard of Edgar Casey, but I watched him and he had been, he was born just a few years after Edgar Casey passed. And I watched him have the same gifts, being able to see transparent through somebody's body and being able to see the blood flow in the, in the blood vessels. And uh, a lady came into my center one time and she said, well, I have cancer. And I remember him looking her up and down and saying, no, you don't, you have fibroids. And lo and behold, she didn't go back for a second opinion and she had fibroids. So I said, what is this gift? He said, well, I don't know. I can just see transparent through the body and I can tell people have parasites. And I know Edgar Cayce had some sing- similar gifts. So he was uh, my mentor. And when I read a lot of Edgar Cayce's books, he would speak the same language of Edgar Cayce, but he didn't know him. He didn't know about sacred geometry. So I started studying and when I looked at the parts of his light box that clients would complain about, he would lie flat, and they would say, well, my back hurts if I lie flat for an hour, especially if they were a little bit heavy. Uh, Some musician said, the music is so distorted, it sounds like you're using MP3 files. I said, yeah, in fact, that's what's being used. And so my clients were educating me that a .wav file would be more of the integrity and quality music that we want to have so that the nervous system is not having to interpret what is being um, put out into the field, in the box. And just different things that came up with the clients. And then I started to see visions of like an egg shape where life comes from. And it's much like an incubator. And I call it the manifestation egg. And the more I hear people now talking about Lee Harris channels the Z's and he talks about the energetic egg for healing. There was a show by Emory Smith on Gaia TV recently. And a guy says, you know, galactically, they use the egg for healing. And there was another uh, podcast with a lady named Maria. And she said, yes, the egg is such a powerful shape for manifestation and for incubation and for calling things into existence. And that's what we experience with people inside the egg now. We have a zero gravity chair, meaning that your feet are at the level of your heart or above. So you feel very floaty in there. It's And it's your own individual healing to connect more with source energy. Because we want to get, if, those of us that are awake and whatever that word means to you, uh, we want to get to that self-realization where, you know, we're tuned in to source energy and we can manifest anything we want. In this game of life, as uh, Florence Shin has a book called The Game of Life, which I love. And then another one, The Magic Path of Intuition, which I love. And I think that we create our own reality in this game of life. And if you think that you're going to have bad luck, well, you're going to have bad luck. But if you think you're going to be abundant and have good luck, then you're right. Like Henry Ford said, whether you're right or, or either you think you're right or you think you're wrong, you are correct.
0: Right. Right. Now, what's coming to mind is something that uh, I'm familiar with through Wilhelm Reich, this sort of orgone box that I don't know if he, if that was his main focus, but it is a byproduct or under the umbrella of his, you know, orgone research. Do you, does the harmonic egg work on a similar principle or is it altogether unrelated from the whole orgone concept?
1: So the Oregon concept is part of the the download because if you look at his quote-unquote marketing material, and I know a lot of his books were destroyed and it was very unfortunate what his life was like, but I can basically say the same things in my marketing material. It's because people are having those experiences. So if you combine Edgar Casey, Royal Reif, Wilhelm Reich, and Nikola Tesla, that's the a we use tesla mathematics so there's the three sixes and nines inside the drought ge- geometry there's the golden ratio there's also frequencies so we don't focus on the frequencies like the Solfeggio suite because not everybody and everybody is a different galactic being here on the planet and so everybody's going to quote unquote heal a different frequency and Rife's frequencies were brilliant when he was using the universal microscope and testing people specifically you know one by one there's no one size fits all so his cancer and parkinson's frequencies from the, the 1940s if you will aren't the same as the mutation that we have with cancer and and everybody's body's different so Everybody's frequency is different. So therefore their disease and the frequency of their disease will be different. So what happens inside the resonant chamber of the egg, the body gives off a frequency. The egg gives off a frequency in some magical way, which I still haven't been able to explain scientifically. And as you know, there's a lot of unexplained and untestable things right now. I haven't been able to explain how the egg knows where The imperfections are in the body. Where are the diseases and the illnesses and the imbalances? And it can kind of hit that spot. So people will tell me, "Wow, I had this old injury and it was in my shoulder, and I had a torn rotator cuff." And that's where the energy focused. And then somebody else will say, "You know, I know I have a fatty liver. I worry, or I I have a lot of anger. Worry is in the pancreas, anger is in the liver." And I just feel like I'm angry all the time at my right side hurts. And that's where the energy was focused. So you don't always get what you want, but you get what you need when you're doing sessions. And so, yes, it is much like they were a gong box with Wilhelm Reich.
0: That's fascinating. Now, how large is this egg? I imagine it's some. it's got to be pretty big if people can lie... Flat on their back inside of it, right?
1: So, yeah, they're in a zero gravity chair. So they're reclined, but it is 11 foot by 11 foot by seven foot. So, we're talking inches, we're not talking meters. So, we're talking that, I mean, it's it's larger than the inside of a car. Uh, One of my center owners recently put the analogy with people with claustrophobia because they're like, oh my gosh, I have claustrophobia. There's no way I could sit in there. First of all, there's a doorbell in there you can ring to get the practitioner's attention, but you can also sit up in the chair and push the door open. But it's larger than what she says, larger than the inside of a a Toyota Camry. So I used to use the analogy that it's larger than like going into a bathroom stall. And people with claustrophobia start to freak out when they're enclosed. But it's just such a beautiful experience. And there's such divine, loving energy. You feel hugged. You feel like you're in a cocoon or a womb. It's just, I can't explain it. I know I'm completely biased. It is my favorite thing in the whole world. But I feel like this download created this um, immersive experience for vibrational beings of light to, to help them tune in to their perfection and jumpstart those innate abilities that the body has to heal.
0: Right. And this is something that I've sort of gathered from a lot of guests is that it seems like our environment has put us, you know, we as human beings, generally speaking, in most parts of the quote unquote modern civilized world, we've been exposed to a level of environmental illness, I guess you could maybe call it that, that might not be the most direct way of explaining it, but we've basically been, you know, we're starting off at like 75% and these technologies can help us maintain that 100% vitality level that we should be at where, you know, most people take for granted the fact that they, you know, they walk around and live at this, like, you know, 60% of what they could be living, you know, as far as vitality, feeling, health, overall wellness goes. Would you agree with that assessment? Is that similar to what you found? I mean, I I imagine you've been doing this for a while. You probably have a bunch of referrals from people who've experienced uh, this healing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You're spot on. So there's environmental trauma, there's emotional trauma, there's physical trauma. And so we kind of hit all those points for people. And I think with our world, it's so dirty. So there is a point too that I got uh, to be too clean. So everything was making me sick because I had cleaned up my body so much that just a smell of formaldehyde in a store or fluorescent lights would give me a headache because I was too clean. So what I've noticed with the egg, it helps you to live optimally in this dirty environment that we have. And so we're constantly under emotional stress with what we see in the media and because we're all connected and we're all one what one of us experiences and is going through when you're tuned in you feel it you feel the collective and so I love to get people in there to spread more love to stay more in a place of love keep them out of fear because a lot of that is what causes disease I believe that Damon Hawkins has a book called Power versus Force, which I love. When you're down in those frequencies of anger and shame and guilt and hate, you're attracting disease. But when you're following the path of love and the self actualization and Christ consciousness, and almost disease doesn't live there. So it's just, it doesn't see you. It's really brilliant. And this is what I noticed people who, are truly in love with themselves and truly are high vibration, they're not sick. They're so vibrant and they glow and people are attracted to them. And and this is just, I've seen probably 20,000 clients been doing this since 2009, but studying shamanic work since 1998, then thousands of people, it's correct. can't be, it can't be denied.
0: It's one of these things that you know people have a i'm sure a bit of apprehension about trying, but once you experience the benefits, it's hard to deny that these sorts of things work. I can't say I've tried your harmonic egg, obviously, but I have been exposed or under reiki which which helped me in numerous ways at the point in my life when i experienced uh, a reiki treatment now when it comes to the harmonic egg are there any sacred geometrical factors involved obviously an egg is is like a it's one of these sort of universal concepts right i mean it's a part of the the life cycle
1: yes and so i i feel like the egg was built like the taj mahal and it was just every tile had an intention. So the chair had an intention. That we use raw walnut in the inside now of the. It's a, a different version we're using, a Harmonic Gang 2.0, because I realized that we the walnut is about wisdom and protection and knowledge and strength and discernment, and we need more discernment now in this world. So we're using walnut. We have a home unit that uses oak because it's different properties when you're using it for the home, and so every piece was built with intention and so the sacred geometry of the platform is a hexagon and what i've uh, learned over the years is the hexagon in the center of the hexagon is a bit of a portal you look at the hexagon shape and you see bees and their hives and the hexagonal shapes and so i looked at that i look at uh, what tesla said about three sixes and nines and when you look around in nature and you start counting the petals of the flowers and you start looking at maybe just the, this you know different animals, you'll see that it's divisible by threes. And so I'm noticing this a lot and just giggling because it's quite comical. Um, When you do things like Reiki, you have the um, inconsistencies of the human being, because sometimes that human being can be spot on. And the next time you go there, you might not have a good healing because that person maybe is having a bad day. So their energy is transferred. So I like the fact that the egg is this conscious technology that's consistent and repeatable, doesn't get cut off in traffic, doesn't have a bad day, doesn't go through a divorce. And so it's been really interesting because definitely me in my human form, you wouldn't want me working on you because I'm very passionate, very emotional. Um just the passion comes through and so I can get super irritated by things and it wouldn't be responsible for me to be working on someone if I was super irritated with a person in my life. I would never want to transfer that energy over to someone else and and healers need to be neutral.
0: Yeah, that's one of the interesting dynamics of this is like, there is the possibility that you can walk into, uh, and obviously not with what you're describing with your practice based on what you just said, but I think there is an element of this where you you can leave yourself vulnerable to maybe influences that you wouldn't want. I don't know about hypnosis or your thoughts on it, but I've heard some pretty spooky things about people who have gone under, you know, hypnotic regression and the idea that thoughts or even memories can be planted in in your mind is you know not something that i would want to leave myself vulnerable to or suggest others but when you're in this harmonic egg it sounds to me like you're sort of leaving room for that person's higher self to come in and and do some of the work would you agree with that
1: yeah, absolutely. There's some brilliant healers out there and there's some brilliant, you know, there's the good and the bad, you know, in in so many things. There's some brilliant healers out there that I've known and then there's some that I would never go to. And so I have not been able to be hypnotized. I think I'm too much of a control freak if you will. So, but I have heard the nightmare stories, but I've heard brilliant stories too of people quitting smoking and but yeah, I think there's subliminal messaging. And there's also, even with muscle testing, I think it can be influenced by the practitioner's consciousness. So people say, well, I'm muscle tested for needing magnesium. Well, probably most everybody needs magnesium, sure. But there's so many different types of magnesium, there's different fillers in magnesium, there's also the energy of the manufacturing process. There's the energy of the owners. So you could say you need magnesium and you need, you know, magnesium 3 and 8 or something like that. But you have to be careful about the packaging, the people who've handled it. Everything's energy. So I really try to get people, when they do muscle testing, to not get their emotions involved and to be able to ask the right questions if you go to a practitioner that's doing muscle testing and they believe in something, it's very possible that's going to be transferred to your answer from them. that makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now I'm looking at the harmonic egg right now on the website and I was wondering, you know, I'm going to probably put a picture of it somewhere in the podcast description so people can see. And obviously, they'll be able to go to your website. I'll link that. But can people have a harmonic egg delivered to their home and and set up? Is that part of this? I apologize if that's a naive question. I probably should know the answer to that already.
1: Great question. We actually have many people who have them in their homes. I have one in my home, of course, because I have to, right? Martha's Vineyard, we just sold one to a home in uh, Minnesota that they use it for their home use. Of course, you're going to need like a 12 by 13, you know, size room to put this huge thing in. But we have the home unit as well. It just, it's different. The home unit's more for maintenance. It's not the same cubic airspace as you would be getting into an egg. So yes, they can put them in their home. Most people will start a business with them. And most of my egg guardians, uh, we have 130 in 10 countries now they are beautiful beings that the egg has found them right and they the egg seems to be a bit of a self-organizing system so the more eggs that are placed on the planet the, the more powerful they're all becoming and i've had clients say oh my gosh i was in the egg in belgium and i knew that the peru egg was there i knew that the egg was had landed in peru And in fact, I was able to confirm that it had landed in Peru, but it wasn't even out of the crates yet. And she could feel it in the egg in Belgium. So we've been testing it with, you know, dowsers and, you know, pendulums to see, okay, the more eggs that are out there, the higher they're all vibrating. So they're somehow connected. And it's it's just a brilliant uh, conscious technology that, it blows my mind every day, the stories that I hear from clients and, and the testimonials that they tell me.
0: Yeah, it looks amazing. Honestly, I'm really excited to learn more about it as I'm kind of looking through here at the pictures and whatnot. But for folks who are still haven't seen it yet, imagine... A giant egg almost like a, a, a tanning bed in a way like you hop inside of it and instead of getting blasted with uv light to make your t- skin tanner you're you're harmonically induced with a new num- number of different factors there's multiple things going on so we talked a little bit about the egg and i think people should know have an idea of what this is by now but talk to us about the sound and light therapy aspect to this and you know the versatility of the experience cuz you don't just have a 12 track playlist in this thing like this is it seems like this is a very immersive experience with let's say variables depending on you know what's going on in your life and what you might be looking for out of your relationship with the egg
1: no, uh, and so I'll go on my rant now about it because it's it's really cool how this all came to me. But, you know, I've had a lot of people that have influenced me, including Jonathan Goldman, you know, intention plus frequency equals healing. And so we do help the clients set an intention and they tell us, this is what I'd like to work on today, whether it's a a hip problem or an allergy problem or a, a disease or an emotional trauma. And so over the years, my mentors have taught me, okay. The sound wave of a piano seems to reboot the autonomic nervous system. The sound wave of the flute seems to work with the liver. The sound wave of the drum seems to build the immune system. So we've done pre and post testing. We've done live blood analysis. We've done heart rate variability testing. So then I took it to another level and started reading the books on, you know, Eastern medicine and the, the chakras and the colors associated so if we take the drum with red light it can help with a lot of maladies that are um, a, a direct effect of the root chakra being out of balance could be knee issues or teeth issues anything to do with survival hearing seeing uh, moving forward walking and so we're able to tune in to the client's intention And then I wrote a 150-page training manual that helps the practitioners to say, okay, this is what drumming does. This is what guitar does. These are the musical pieces that have been produced for the Harmonic Gang with these instruments in it. So therefore, I can use these instruments, these musical selections with these colors for this client to really hone into what they need. And then I took it to another level and took some courses from Ani Williams, who teaches about voice analysis. So when you're missing a tone from your voice, say you are uh, missing the tone of E, we do this with testing on a digital tuner and it's not just, you can just get a digital tuner and talk. There's a whole process around this. But my center owners now understand that a lot of allergy, emphysema, lung issues can come from missing the tone of E from your voice. So if they come in and that's their intention, they know to use our info sheets to find a piece that's created in the tone of E and the color yellow and put them in for that, you know, yellows and greens for the heart chakra and the lungs. And then there's another point of people missing a tone, say they're missing the tone of G, they may not absorb magnesium. They might not absorb zinc if they're missing the tone of C. If they're missing the tone of A, they might not absorb iron. So I looked at the periodic table of elements, which did not resonate with me. And I've met two gentlemen now uh, that are physicians that have created their own periodic table of elements with missing elements that just weren't actually correct in the periodic table of elements. But you can take the atomic weights and translate them into frequencies. So my studies now have, are taking me to, could we replenish our minerals with sound and light instead of ingesting a lot of nutrients and I know you talked about in a podcast recently where uh, people are taking too much melatonin well over time then your body just gets immune to it and then it's not effective anymore. Right. So right. what if we can use sound and light to replenish minerals and vitamins?
0: Well and and this is so it's so paradigm shifting and I think this audience we're all here we I mean most podcast listeners at least I think my audience are are familiar with this by now, or warming up to it. But there's this paradigm shift that people are realizing we've been sold uh, a fake bill of goods as far as medicine goes. And, you know, people are starting to realize that this sort of additive, reductive, you know, oh, you need more of this, you need less of this, isn't as accurate when you're looking at it from a holistic perspective where you have sound and light that are I would argue just as important as nutrition and you know I I wouldn't say hydration but I think that's a part of it too where we as you know water beings have an aspect to us that like the Emoto studies where you know we can get some Maybe negative patterns or neg- you know, unharmonious symmetry, if that's not an oxymoron phrase. But <laughs> the harmonic egg can, for lack of a better term, balance that uh, irregularity that we may be exposed to, right? And as far as our uh, energy body is concerned,
1: yeah, and we just did some pendulum work recently. So drumming and trumpet together seem to be the key pieces to create hydration and help, help the body to hydrate. So I love Emoto's work. I love how you can put hate on a glass of water and then check the crystals and they're all gnarly and then put love on a glass of water and the crystals look like beautiful snowflakes. So think about what our words and what other people's words are doing to the crystalline structure of our blood and our water in our body when we're mostly made up of water. And I, it just blows my mind when I hear a parent telling their child, you're stupid. I mean, it's the same thing as putting hate on a glass of water. What are they thinking? And then the way we speak to ourselves, and I'm totally guilty of it. Sometimes I say, oh my gosh, that was stupid what I did. And then I find myself going, clear, cancel. Because I don't, I know I'm not stupid, but sometimes we say these things about ourselves. So then you look at hydration and uh, the moving with the bleep, and the girl would put the little heart on her body to just love her body, and and you know express that love to her body. And then we we have things like these float tanks, and there's going to be these brilliant technologies that come out, different systems. That we just have to make sure that we're being discerning that the energy of the systems and the energy of these healing modalities because we're, we're changing we're, we're coming to a revolution changing medicine right now but we can't just go out and do everything and think that it's going to be healthy just because someone said it was and think about the flow tanks it's all water it's holding information and energy in those tanks and so I do not resonate with them. I know people that have had some great experiences with them. So I try to be neutral and just communicate and educate people and get them thinking. Because we're losing, we miss the critical thinking in the the classes and critical thinking in college, where it's like, we have to take a deep dive and say, okay, is this really the best thing for me? And I just, I'm philosophical to the nth degree, trying to take a deep dive what if this? And what about that? It's amazing.
0: Yeah, I, I like the idea that, you know, because I'm guilty of it, speaking negatively, and I like the idea that there's a practice to reverse that. <laughs> Even if, you know, I can't put a giant egg in my house, there's still locations potentially near near me and near the audience, wherever you guys might find yourself, where you can go and seek out the, the egg and experience this. But yeah, I definitely need to practice a more harmonious relationship with my words. And yeah, I think re- when we look back, you know, it, it definitely... I feel superstitious at times about this, like it's almost a superstition, but it really, it it proves itself over and over again. And I guess there's a reason to have the superstition, but yeah, I I try not to speak ill of myself or others because I've experienced the blowback, you know, and it's definitely something that, you know, in terms of like a float tank, you know, I can see how, maybe you go there with the intention of healing, but if the 10 people who use that float tank before you had the intention of blasting off to some psychedelic realm and, you know, oh, now I'm, you know, dealing with angels and demons or whatever they're dealing with on their trip, all of that may, I don't know, stick around in the float tank. And yeah, obviously we're not here to cast aspersions on the float tank, but that's a really interesting point that you make there. About water. And uh, yeah, I wonder when it comes to the harmonic egg, it seems like a lot of thought has gone into making this as organic as possible. Is that the right word? Because, you know, we're not talking about like Bluetooth bombardment here, right? People aren't going to go inside of the harmonic egg and be exposed to, you know, some sort of uh, Wi Fi or Bluetooth or, or some sort of, you know, dissonant frequency. Uh, this is like, a lot of care and attention going into what's moving in this egg, right? So can you tell us about that and like the fidelity maybe is that the right word of the music like the yeah. quality of the music?
1: So they're all web files and there's no Bluetooth, there's no Wi-fi. so we have a, a center in Malibu and that's on the top of a mountain and they don't have internet so, um, fortunately, we didn't design it to be able to connect to the internet. So we have just a manual uh, light remote to change the colors. And uh, we have an amplifier outside and some really high quality speakers because I hired a light engineer and a sound engineer to help me because the cubic airspace inside the egg isn't like a, uh, a concert hall. And so I had to have an engineer to tell me, okay, these are the baffles. These are the speakers. That's going to go well with the sunwoofer and the amplifier and really helping me to, to discern that. And I do want to go back to the flow tanks because, you know, you can do your own clearing. You don't have to live in fear of anything. You can go into a place and set your intention that you're not going to pick up anything, that you're not going to... Uh, be affected by the other person's emotions or energy that they left behind so it's brilliant that we are such powerful beings and we just have to remember how powerful we are but there's some people that aren't tuned into their bodies when they leave a certain place even a restaurant think about it somebody that made your food was super angry and you leave their angry and you have no idea why you're angry we need to stop and ask ourselves is this my anger is this mine or is this someone else's and clear it. So I think the more people that can help us uh, you know do podcasts like you're doing help us to listen to our bodies, to tune into our own emotions and to be more discerning, I think we're just going to just be able to skate through our future.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So I'm sorry I just wanted to go back and say that. But definitely they Acoustics inside of the egg are so fun. People hear, there's two speakers on the side and the ends of the parabola of the egg, but people hear it coming from behind. They tell me sometimes, all oh, the speakers are in the chair. I'm like, no. They said, I swear it was so close to my ears. Or I heard it in front of me, I heard it above me. And so it just kind of has this magical way of immersing you in this experience. And I've had musicians listen to their own music inside the egg and they said this is more brilliant than my hundred thousand dollars studio because i love how the egg expresses my music
0: that's amazing yeah i haven't experienced it myself i'm looking right now to see where the nearest egg is off the top of your head are you familiar with any on the east coast i'm in connecticut
1: yeah, there is one in Connecticut. Oh, wow.
0: Um, yeah, I'm one. seeing,
1: yeah.
0: I'm scrolling, I'm seeing a lot in uh, on the West Coast, but maybe that's just where I am on the little...
1: Yeah, putting your zip code under the locations and you'll find the closest one too, but there is one in Connecticut.
0: Right on. Yeah, I'm excited about yeah. this. This is interesting. I'm, you know, I'm kind of, I will say I'm, as far as music goes, I, I'm definitely uh, uh, un- literate in music like I don't read music I love music I just have a hard time wrapping my head around the concepts which is weird because I'm in the audio business right but but yeah I when you talk about the acoustics of the egg I would imagine that shape is ideal for something like that
1: well it's really cool and you know I who knew that I was going to be a music producer you know <laughs> because I'm now producing pieces of music but I have to tell the the musicians, you have to hold the intention of love. I choose musicians that have a high vibration that have the intention of helping heal the planet. And then I say, okay, I need violin in this piece, I need drumming in this piece, I need flute in this piece. And this piece is for autism, this piece is for inflammation, this piece is for, you know, detoxing heavy metals. So who knew that I would learn this because I'm not don't have the background of a musician either. Mm. And I think you're smarter than you think you are. I've been so, I was so intimidated to be on this podcast with you after listening to your interviews with Ronnie Pontiac and some of the other people. I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's brilliant. So oh, stop. Don't, so short. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you are catching me at a weird time. This is my first interview that I've done in like two weeks because I, I just went through a big move. And as you know, so yeah, I'm a little... All over the place today, but I'm really stoked that you're my guest for this time period because I I need to harmonize back into the podcast. But I'm seeing Hummingbird Healing Center is the closest place to me. Yes. Sounds yes. amazing. I definitely want to visit. There's some other places around the East Coast. There's one in Maine. To Seiko, Maine. I love uh, Seiko yep. or Sako. Um,
1: just, yeah, I think I, I call it Sako, but I'm not sure. And uh, they just opened. So beautiful souls. Lisa at the Hummingbird Center, beautiful soul. I think the egg attracts these beautiful egg guardians. And, you know, and I just try to teach them, you know, stay in a place of love. Don't go to the place of fear or lack because it's just such a disempowering energy stay in love, stay in gratitude, and you're gonna attract your tribe to your center. The clients that come in, that's your tribe, and each center owner attracts a different demographic, if you will. And so I, I just have to giggle when I hear, okay, this center is attracting all these types of people, and this one's attracting all these types of people. They're attracting their tribe, and they're having such a good time they're empowering people, they're giving people a quality of life they would have never been able to experience. And they're giving them a, an environment where their body can go back and remember that innate healing, that we are all perfect. And so there's no reason why we've been so hoodwinked into believing that we can't heal. So if you cut yourself, you know you're gonna it's gonna scam over and heal. You break a bone, you know it's gonna heal. So why do we believe that we can't heal from a major disease?
0: Right. Right. I mean, the paradigm has been inverted. Yeah. And it, you don't have to look far into the history to see a time when people, you know, looked around them, in their environment for the healing, for the, the, you know, medicine. And I think that relationship with the land has more to do with the healing than the plant materials themselves. You know, people, I think now in our day and age, get caught up in the physicality of things, and they think, oh, well, the plants have the chemicals in them, and those chemicals get in our body, and they do good things. And I wonder if it's not just the fact that people were just sheerly more connected to the land back then, that, you know, the plants were you know, in this sort of relationship with them and had this healing, you know, potential, maybe more so than today, where things are kind of boiled down to their base parts and then (laughs) turned into powders and delivered to people in plastic containers. I mean, it just, it's absurd where we're at now. And I know, you know, people like my grandparents who are unfortunately you know, committed to the medical system, you know, they they love their doctor, they have faith in their doctor. They would see something like a harmonic egg and and laugh and be like, well, that's silly. What is that going to do for my, you know, cancer? What's that going to do for my kidney? And the truth is, you know, this, you know, paradigm that they're in is so much younger than the harmonic paradigm that this egg is drawing on. Because People have been using sound and vibration to heal for millions of years, right? As you were saying, the drum has its own sort of aspects to it where you can use that tone or that frequency, that vibration to enact a certain thing going on in your body. Help me understand that a little bit more because... There's a universal principle there. I mean, people all around the world make drums, right? It, it wasn't some like, you know, big message in the sky one day, like, oh, hey, everybody make a drum. Like, no, humans just have this innate, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, compulsion almost, to it when I I'm gonna go down a bunch of different paths now. So the Native Americans used drumming for healing. They used flute as well. And so beautiful Native American flute and drumming music is out there. The Peruvians have their own, you know, native instruments that they use. We're just going to be receiving three new pieces of music from the land in Peru. And so I believe that the Aborigines, they used didgeridoo to heal bones and there's so many things I've been to museums and I kind of have to chuckle because I'll see a description, like saying they show a rattle and they say it was a toy for a baby or something. I'm thinking they don't know what they're talking about. That was a healing instrument. It wasn't a toy. And so I see this a lot. And you know, when you were talking about your grandparents, my parents were the same, both my mom and my dad are passed and they were medical error deaths. They are dead because of errors in the medical system. And that's why I love this podcast. My family thought I was crazy. My dad was like, you're building a what? You're doing what? (laughs) And my mom actually liked it. She said it was really relaxing for her. And she had her glucose numbers were on the verge of diabetes. And then her blood pressure was really high. So a lot of this stuff is, you know, epigenetics, like Bruce Lipton talks about. So my mom says, oh, you know, you're probably going to have high blood pressure because, you know, the whole family has high blood pressure. They didn't exercise. They didn't eat well. They drank a lot. Uh, I don't have high blood pressure, but I don't follow the lifestyle that they had either. Right. So, but my mom doing sessions, her doctor took her off her blood pressure medicine and her diabetes, you know, numbers, if you will, her glucose numbers came down. Now, I helped her change her diet as well, but the body started to remember what the perfection was. And so she was always saying, Oh my gosh, I got off my medicine and. Just by being in the egg. But there are people who will laugh and think it's crazy. But when they're really desperate and the medical community has let them down and they haven't given them any answers, that's usually when they end up coming to something like the egg because they're out of options. It's sad. But then also you talked about, you know, getting back to nature and the land. And I have... Beautiful property, two two point two acres with green space in between. So we all have about five acres between us, and we have these native plants. And so I take pictures of them, and I ask them, you know, was this something I should make a tea out of, or uh, is, there, is there something I shall plant on my land? And I walk around and talk to my trees, and I actually put my. I have a, a two sick trees that I think are the roots are being eaten by some moles. And I put them in the egg and I send them love and I just respect nature and I love being out in nature. And I think that we have lost touch with that by taking herbs and vitamins inside plastic capsules and not letting food be our medicine. We need to grow our own medicine and our own food. It is not possible for everybody, but if you were to plant something and you you put the seeds in your mouth and you swish them around in your own saliva. That energy that you put into that seed is going to grow the fruit or vegetable that's going to be so tuned in with your body and give you the nutrients that you need. And that's where we need to change some paradigms.
0: 100%. Yeah, I, it's really fascinating you bring that up you know, the point of putting seeds in your mouth, uh, presumably before you plant them, not uh, before you eat them. Uh, But I think that kind of gels really well with what I've been learning from this book, uh, Seed of Knowledge, Stone of Plenty. I could be reversing that, but that's the title of the book. And they talk about how all across the ancient world, specifically in Northern Europe, Ireland, in the Americas, we find these stone structures that are, for the most part, explained away as glacial erratics, and, oh, the Native Americans or the, you know, Welshmen or the Irishmen or the Vikings, you know, they just found these and worshipped them. They never built them. But what scientists are finding is that, well, well, seems like they did build them because they have an agricultural purpose to them. The stones weight on each other creates a piezoelectric effect. There's magnetic anomalies going on. There's all sorts of factors beyond my, you know, (laughs) physics knowledge, but apparently they would use these stone structures to electrify the seeds and putting seeds in your mouth. You know, human beings have an electrical charge, right? So you're essentially doing the same thing on a smaller scale. I just had a conversation with some friends who live in Appalachia, and they said that their, well, their mamas and peepas, as they put it, have been doing stuff like that for generations to boost the fertility of the seeds. And I think this is just this huge paradigm shift that you know the big ag companies have been trying to suppress. It's something that, it's like this natural impulse, you know, it can't be suppressed. It it finds its way to the surface, you know, it's like the rose through concrete, right? (laughs) Well,
1: it's true, and astrologically, if you listen to Pam Gregory, who I love, she's saying that this is the time, the way that the planets are aligned now is information, truths coming out and taking our power back, and you see... Now, the UPS is striking, UAW, the Teamsters, all striking to get that power back. Without those assembly line workers, those executives wouldn't have a job. They need to be leveling the playing field and giving some money back to these plant factory workers who my brother is one of them. You know, During COVID, they took, took away their cost of living raise. They said they were giving it back. They never did. You got UPS drivers, they're telling them, pee in a bottle, you can't take a bathroom break. This is all crap. We need to take our power back. And we don't need the people at the top with three yachts and 17 houses and 18 cars. You know, there's a, we need to change the business model. More of the matriarchal cooperatives instead of uh, patriarchal competitive so I can go off on a tangent on that, but I do want to go back to the sacred geometry and the rock formations and things like Stonehenge. I visited Stonehenge a year or two ago and was able to sit in the middle of the circle with a, a private tour. And I don't know what it was, but there was some waveforms. I sat on the ground and it felt like I was in water. You could feel the waves underneath the ground. And it felt very masculine. And then we went a little ways down the road to a place called Aveberry. I might be saying it wrong. Aveberry, Avberry. Aveberry yeah. Ave was like the to me the feminine stone mm-hmm. circle. And I thought, wow, look at that. There's balance. The yin and the yang, the male and the female, and just a few, you know, um uh, miles. know well, they don't use miles, but just a few miles away. Right. Yeah. And so I love sacred geometry, and I don't think they put the pyramids there just for us to take pictures of. I mean, there was some reason why they were there astrologically, energetically, and what I've noticed about sacred geometry, we have eggs that were in the Marshall Fire area here in Louisville, Colorado, and the egg center survived. We have an egg center in Fort Myers. It did not get affected by the hurricanes that destroyed most of Fort Myers. Uh, we had an egg that was uh, survived a flood we had uh, garland texas a tornado went through and the building with the egg survived while in the same parking lot that building was leveled without the egg so somehow i think nature and sacred geometry have some agreement some karmic agreement and it's just brilliant and and I also wanted to say too, while you were some of the stuff you were saying, I have a kale plant at my house that my boyfriend laughs at. It's five foot tall. It's not even a kale plant anymore. It's a kale tree.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: So it's like, how did this even happen? I have a poblano pepper plant that has given me it's just one plant, but this the stalk on it's probably the size of a half a dollar. Um, it's almost like a tree and it just keeps producing and producing. And I just, I love that these plants are are working so hard to nourish me and to support me and to love me. And I, I love them and I talk to them and I go out and take care of them. It's just, we really need to get back to that.
0: Yeah, and one plant that is close to me in many ways is cannabis. And I found an article here on your blog at HarmonicEgg.com that says marijuana users have elevated levels of heavy metal in their blood. I don't doubt that at all. Is there an aspect to the Harmonic Egg that can help us detox certain maybe music, type of music or instrument.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm definitely neutral on cannabis. I don't, it doesn't resonate with me as a plant. Neither does uh, ayahuasca. It just never resonated with me, but people have amazing experiences with it. So it's brilliant. But unfortunately, our soils are full of, you know, metals and right. uh, the pollution will dump metals. And I think that it depends on who grows the cannabis, what area it's grown in, what kind of lights they use, what kind of energy. But yeah, we actually have a piece of music called Heavy Metal Detox, because I've noticed that there's a lot of illnesses that are created by a heavy metal toxic load, including Parkinson's. And people have these, you know, titanium chromium hips and shoulders and plates in their body that's off gassing with the heat of the body. So it's creating a heavy metal toxic load on the body. So definitely we have, it's it's usually the drumming and didgeridoo that's going to help detox the body with a little more oomph and a, a little more vibration that can um, push the toxins out of the organs. So you need a little more vibration. It's going to be more than just a, a gentle piano or a nice flute music. You really need some oomph, like the drumming and didgeridoo, to get those loose and get them out into the bloodstream to be flushed out.
0: Right, right. And... You know, this is something that indigenous cultures have done through sweat lodges. You know, drumming is a, and dancing is a part of certain rituals that utilize the sweat lodge. And yeah, it's just fascinating to see, you know, I, I tend to be on the fence about a lot of things. I try to stay neutral as a host of this show, but I think that you know, a lot of people in the conspiracy community are apt to, to write the world off as ending and apocalyptic and near, near destruction and all the, these doom sort of doom fantasies. And your harmonic egg to me is a part of this revolution where people are seeing that The industries that we've been given have not shown us the peak of progress. They've shown us this decline of, you know, really humanity, this soul energy that used to be a part, you know, integral part of our culture and our creation. You know, now it feels like commerce is the integral factor in creation. And you know, clearly that was not the the motivation with something like a harmonic egg. Tell us about the costs with this. I mean, this is not a was probably not an easy thing to to put together, but obviously well worth the effort.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of funny how the, the prototype got funded. I was still missing a piece. There was still something that wasn't coming through. And it was the music piece that my guides were like, okay, she's not getting it. She's not getting it. We're just going to blast her into another reality so she can pick up this last piece. And I got hit 60 miles an hour on the driver's side. A girl ran through the red light. She was 16, just got her driver's license. And, And I remember spinning around the intersection. I remember at that moment, I knew everybody and everything. A guy opened the passenger door and I remember saying, oh my gosh, it's so nice to see you. And he's like, you don't know me. Yeah, I do. It was just this really weird, I didn't see the light like people have with an NDE, but I had this knowing of everybody and everything. We were all one. And that's when the last piece of it came in. Mm -hmm. And so it's been really interesting to do this. And so there was um, uh, the, the insurance company said, we have to offer you a settlement. I said, I'm not suing. I'm, you know, I'm not that kind of person. And they said, no, it was our driver's fault. We have to offer you a settlement. So they gave me a dollar amount that was exactly the amount that it cost me to build a prototype, which was quite comical. So I was able to fund this myself, and then this the my mentor was charging two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for one of his uh, light uh, boxes in the beginning, and then he brought the price down and down. But I thought this has to be sustainable for the masses, not the classes. So my eggs now are under a hundred thousand. You know, they they vary they vary in price depending on the location they need to go to. So I don't want to say a price. They're under a hundred thousand. We did a profit and loss, and it showed that people could actually get a return on investment by running a business with one of these. So it was really cool. If you go to a center. They charge per their demographic. So you can probably go anywhere from $85 to maybe $120 unless you're looking at the, you know, Thousand Oaks area in California. I think they charge a little bit more, but they try to price it for the demographic so that the masses can use it. It's not just available to the classes.
0: Yeah, I love that. That's amazing. And yeah, I would imagine with something like this, it's takes a village, right, for many of us, but... Fortunately, with podcasts and your website, if people can't shell out the money to have a harmonic egg in their home or in their own you know, business wherever they may be, they can at least access the resources to find one and Yeah, that's amazing how life works like that. You know, it's double-edged. Obviously, it's not something you were hoping for to get into a a car accident like that. And God bless that you're okay and and made it through that. But wow, what a synchronicity that, you know, that gave you just what you needed to create this amazing healing device. It, It seems like life has this capacity to put us through trials and tribulations in that way uh, almost like to test us you know like hey you you trust the you know medical industry well here's a car accident heal yourself you know
1: (laughs) I know the the EMT and the police officer they're like you should go to the hospital and I really wasn't okay but I knew that I could get into the light box and I knew that my body would clear that trauma if I could get in within six hours because of the then the body doesn't have time to remember that happened And so that's what I did. I said, no, I got to get to my, I got to get to my office. They're like, no, you need to go to the hospital. I said, no, I need to get to my office. I mean, I couldn't even call uh, my insurance company. I couldn't function. It was just, it was so, you know, jarring. And so I got to my location, which I was full all the time. Every time I was open, I was full. And of course, synchronistically, my two o'clock canceled. So I was able to get in and do my own session, you know, and that was so funny because it was a new client who I never heard from again. It was almost like she had that spot reserved for me on that day, at that time, and that was her purpose. Wow. It's so crazy how we just don't put these pieces of the puzzle together, but they're there every day. The universe is conspiring to support us and to love us, and there's always somebody there that's just an angel.
0: Now I apologize if this maybe is, I don't know, uh, invasive, but did you, so you went straight to the, to, cause you didn't have the harmonic egg constructed at that point. So you went to the light therapy technology that you were using previously. Did you get, you know, checked out by a doctor at any point or were you confident in that and have you been okay since?
1: I know it's a great question. I did go to the doctor. I did go to a chiropractor. And then they said, we can't see you because I had chiropractor friends and clients. And I was working with, you know, a dozen doctors in the area that were saying, hey, Gail, I can't help this person physically until they emotionally can clear the energy of, say, a Lyme disease or something. So they would send them to me. We would clear the emotions around it. And then they could physically work on them some more. So I had a lot of doctors. So I go to the chiropractor. He's like, I'm not touching you after that kind of an accident. You need to go get x-rays. And so I did. Nothing was wrong. I did find out though I had a posterior ponticus and some of your uh, listeners might know what that is. It's very rare, but it's an extra bone in your uh, top vertebrae and it's really, it can be very dangerous to get forced adjustments in your neck with the posterior ponticus. So I did learn that and I used to get the forced neck adjustment. So I don't do that anymore. So there was another revelation that was given to me through that experience of the accident. So, yes, I did get checked out, and I did some physical therapy. I did have to get my atlas adjusted, so that was something that got you know knocked out of whack. It was the, the what's it called, the airbag on the side went off, and my glasses flew to the back seat, but it bruised the glasses um, on the side, bruised my face. Um, it's a pretty big impact from those airbags, and it realized... <laughs> It's a, you know, it says airbag. It sounds like it's all light and fluffy, but it's a big whack to your head.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. And again, it's this like really (laughs) serendipitous way life has, you know, and I've heard other stories like this where people, I mean, just yesterday I'm reading a book, UFO of God, the Extraordinary True Story of Chris Bledsoe, you may be familiar with with him or not, but my audience knows his son. I've interviewed his son a couple of times. He's a friend of mine. But similar, thing hap- similar things happened to Chris, maybe for different reasons. He didn't go and create a, a technology from what happened to him, but he endured all these traumatic experiences and now uh, describes himself as a sort of conduit for healing He he's not a healer in the sense that he can heal at will but uh, many very odd healing experiences have happened in his presence and he describes it as a uh, he's like a conduit and you know he had been shot in the back with a shotgun, and the pellets all miraculously avoided his organs. Uh, He was, you know, he fell four stories while working construction, and all of the scaffolding landed on him. I mean, this guy has gone through some real, real painful experiences, and I started to wonder as I was reading his book, you know, is this, is this like a, you know, because from a per, our perspective which i'm sure you share this sort of soul perspective right that we are spiritual beings having a physical experience mm-hmm. is this meant to be a, a sort of uh, uh test or maybe even uh, a way of showing us as human beings that hey like your physical body can be you know nearly destroyed but you're okay because you're not your physical body you're a spiritual being having a physical experience i wonder if these because I, I can't say I've been in a car accident and I'll knock on wood because yeah. I, I haven't been in any that are really that bad. But I have had some pretty painful experiences in my life, and maybe that's to, you know, has contributed to my path and why I'm, you know, talking about all this stuff on the podcast.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I tell people I got a car accident. It was the best thing that ever happened to me, and they say, "Wait, wait, <laughs> did you say car accident and best thing?" And I said, "Yeah, I did. I really did." So I think it's beautiful and I don't think, I think because we're human beings and we overthink things, I think a lot of pain is emotional and I don't think animals experience pain the same way that we do. Um, I'm taking a class from Dr. Zach Bush right now, his journey for intrinsic healing and um, he talks about a story where he said he was swimming in the ocean and he sees this big body, this, it looks like a big one thing of silver. It was a bunch of sardines swimming at him and he was playing with them and a pelican came and just swooped down and gobbled up a bunch of sardines and he was like, oh my God, like I just saw death, right? And he said, the sardine said, no, like we attracted this. We wanted to fly. And so we look at death as something that's bad, but what if we wanted to have that experience And he said he's, you know, he worked in hospice care and he had little kids that would die. And he thought, oh, my God, this is awful. But they said, no, like we came here to experience this and to show, you know, our parents who have a contract with us to experience this. And then you see and and I've talked to animals, too. There was um, an owl that got hit by a car and it landed in my neighbor's backyard. And I saw it out in the yard. I said, that's an owl. And it it was still moving its head. And so my boyfriend went over there the next morning and it was dead. And he said, basically, the guts were falling out of it underneath. But it was just still sitting there moving its head. And the owl said to me, I, I didn't experience pain. It wasn't painful. It's just something that happened. So I think when we change the way we see things, like Wayne Dyer says, things we see will change.
0: Wow. Yeah. I don't doubt that one bit. And it's fascinating. My girlfriend and I, about two years ago from now, we rescued a bird whose leg had been broken, a heron, which is for people who might not know what a heron is, similar to a stork or an egret, right? Crane maybe is the most common Mm -hmm. term for this kind of bird, but... We saved this heron and uh, yeah, it was just this like really sort of stressful, anxious moment trying to figure out where we're going to take this bird after we rescued him off the side of the road. And I wonder, you know, what he was thinking in that moment, like maybe that was his, you know, plan to get hit. Who knows? But yeah. That's interesting that the fish want to like, you know, give themselves over and experience a different, you know, part of life. I think there's a truth in that. It's why we should say nice things to our plants before we eat them. Cause maybe our vegetables, like that's a part of them fulfilling their service and their purpose is to be eaten. Right. Like they might not, mm-hmm. you know, I, I forget the name of the movie. It's like, uh, I think Seth Rogen was the main character, but the, it's like pl- the food at the grocery store becomes alive and they're like, Oh no, we're going to get eaten. They're like trying to escape. And I wonder if it's the opposite where the food at the grocery store, they're all just in their little consciousness, like, yay, pick me, you know?
1: Well, there's a show called, I think it's the discovery of witches. And of course I like those kind of shows to that are very magical, not necessarily in mm-hmm. the violence But there's the vampires, and I remember the one vampire went out hunting, and he approached the animal, bowed down to him, and let him eat him. Huh. And so maybe we have this relationship that we don't understand with nature. Right. It's not really violent and brutal. It's beautiful.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I think there is, yeah, there's a... And it, cultural examples of that in, in certain Native American tribes where they would say a prayer to, you know, the spirit of whichever animal they were hunting. And oftentimes that animal would appear for them, you know, and it, maybe it would be an older member of that animal species or, you know, one that was particularly ready to go. But yeah, that's a interesting way. And I think, again, it's a part of this paradigm shift where people, you know, we've been taught, I'm guilty of it through this Western civilization. We've been taught that, you know, oh things are in this competition for survival and everything's constantly competing to survive. And I wonder, you know, how you can reconcile that with something like you know, the whale shark and those tiny little fish who swim around it and eat off of its Mm -hmm. belly. You know, it's like obviously the whale shark could eat all those fish if it wanted to, but there's a symbiosis going on there uh, and they're fulfilling a a greater purpose towards one another, you know? I think that's really the truth in our environment and maybe we've strayed a little bit from the harmonic egg, but it's all connected. I really do think that, you know, walking into the forest with a certain presence of mind has made more animals available to me. Like I've seen tons of animals walking in the woods and I think it's just because that was the intention I had was to be quiet and to observe.
1: Well, it's all about attention? And this is not, I, I don't like to talk about the egg to be honest with you. I'd rather have a philosophical discussion. <laughs> I mean, that's what, you know, gets my juices going. So recently I have a bunch of holes. Like I was telling you, there's something digging underneath my trees and eating the roots. And so I said, this is so funny because I didn't know what it was. And I said to the universe, I said, I I really want to see what this thing is that I'm dealing with. So I know how to maybe, you know, get it to move along to maybe my neighbor's property because I don't want it to eat my trees. And first time ever, the next day I saw it. it looked like a kangaroo rat. They're very cute. They look like little chinchillas and they're fuzzy and they're cute. But it was this laying there dead. Like it was like you wanted to see who, what you're dealing with. Here I am. Is that crazy? I've been living here for two years. Haven't seen them. But I asked and the next day I saw. And I think that the harmonic egg sessions for me have cleared a lot of the veil and, and lifted that veil and cleared the trauma that keeps us from really realizing who we are as human beings. We are so powerful. We are so amazing. And we can manifest the crap out of anything that we want to and just call into existence anything. You want to write a book? Call it into existence. You want to have more courage? Call it into existence. But in the the space of the egg, it's so beautiful to incubate that. And so I feel like this device has saved my life. Yes, I'm biased. Um, but I'm not the inventor of it. The universe is the inventor of it.
0: Right, right. Well, and I think that's how genius, if I can say, is manifested. Like many of our quote unquote genius inventors have said similar things that, you know, I didn't invent these things. These concepts were just made available to me when I was in the right state of mind. And yeah, I think there's, a, you know, maybe call it Akashic record, call it destiny, but I think there's a component to this conversation that we're having that touches on those points in a way that I hope spreads that capacity in others. Because as you put, we all have this capability. And yeah you know that I think that just gives you more credibility, honestly, Gail, you know as someone who did create something really amazing to to you know sort of give credit over to this higher concept is really I, i'm noble if I could say that
1: oh um, well, thank you i I feel like our egos get in the way a lot. <laughs> And we're coming into a time where I feel like it's the, you know, we need to reduce the ego. Right. We need to have more love, more gratitude, more humility. And I just think it has taken me a lot further than living in the ego. And, you know, I had my years and my, when I knew everything, when I was 16, 18, 20, 22, you know, I knew everything, right? I was so smart. But now I realize how really, you know, not smart I was. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I hear you. I, I'm 29 now. So I've been told that I'm, you know, there's a Saturn return, either uh, among or happening right now or approaching. I'm not quite sure. But yeah, I guess that'll bring some changes. Because yeah, I feel in many ways, like I'm still a teenager, even though I'm 29.
2: (laughs) Well,
1: it's I think age is just, it's an illusion and i've had people come out of the egg and say oh my gosh this is like an anti-aging device and their skin feels tighter and and we're not on video but i'm 53 on saturday and people are you know are like wait a minute you're 53 and Hmm. i really don't have the wrinkles it could be you could call it genetics but i really feel like the egg is strengthening the telomeres and also my attitude you know my attitude is it's just a number
0: Hmm. right Right. Yeah. Definitely something that people are interested in. (laughs) When you talk about anti-aging, I'm sure many in the audience, their ears are perking up and maybe going to (laughs) harmonicegg.com slash locations to see how they can get, get involved. But yeah, this is really compelling stuff. So you, you don't just, you know, you don't just have a a blog. You also have a a show that you do, right? And tell us about yeah, that show. That you show. can
1: don't do stupid shit to your body, right?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, don't do stupid shit to your body. Have, <laughs> have you been doing any? I don't see many episodes recently, but it looks like you were doing it for some time. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, show.
1: yeah, I was uh, doing it on the On Times Radio. And then I started getting asked to be on more shows. And you know how much work it is to create a show, to find a guest, to get to know them. So when you get on the podcast with them, you're not just, you know, going in blind. I want to know stuff about them so I can connect with them. I want it to be a compelling conversation. So I listened to a couple of your podcasts. I know your birthday's October eleventh. I know you were they're known as the Mystic Mark, and you were raised Catholic, and you're neutral on different things, and you wrote a, a short book. And so I, you know, want to know things about people so I can connect with them on a level that's compelling, and then it t- makes for a better podcast or an interview. So by the time you know, I did a couple shows, and it was great, and then people started asking me to be on their shows, and so I thought oh, it's actually more fun to be interviewed than to interview.
0: <laughs> I. Yeah, I feel the same, but I love doing interviews. I don't know. It is, it's less work to be interviewed, but then turn turning the page, it does feel like after I do an interview on someone else's show, like, oh, I, I just talked the whole time. I should have let them talk more. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, I hear you. So don't do stupid shit to your body, though. What, what was the intention of the show initially i know you're not doing it much anymore but uh, i'm sure you covered some interesting stuff when you were doing it
1: yeah i loved it i loved doing it because it was but i feel like i educated people to you know to the point that i wanted to educate people and i feel like a lot of people are not discerning and they take a bunch of supplements every day and they're just taxing their liver and kidneys um, they don't understand the heavy metal load it could be creating. A lot of these capsules of supplements have heavy metals in them because people have dissolved them and put a magnet next to the water and the the dissolved capsule had heavy metals in it. I just wanted to teach people about stress and inflammation and I wanted to teach people just about doing energy work and not just giving themselves over to a healer, You know, protecting their energy, learning how to clear their energy, and I just want to educate people so that they can have like an amazing life like I have and just manifest anything that they want, create their own reality, not live in the doom and gloom, not live in fear, encouraging people not to listen to everything they hear on the media because the media wants to create fear. There so just it was a variety of topics. I also would have guests on that. We talked about the periodic table of elements and guests on that. I had a gab with Gail. I created a podcast, just gab with Gail. And uh, the intention of that show was to get people some exposure that were those really genius people that didn't know how to market themselves. And yet I wanted people to know the information that they had to share. So I would grab people to gab with Gail that were brilliant, but they just didn't know how to market themselves. So I'm always trying to help people, trying to educate people, trying to give them some information so that they can have a better quality of life. And I think that's how the end came through as well.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah, I definitely need to do my homework. Uh, I apologize for going in blind to this episode. I was just very busy and uh, that's no excuse. But I appreciate that you have the the show still available for people. So I wanted to to highlight those so people could check those out and learn some of those lessons. Check out, check off those boxes because it is. Yeah, it's a process to to get educated you know we've been kind of put out in the world with a limited a limited guidebook on how this stuff works and the podcasting community i think is helping fill in a lot of blanks it did for me i hope this show can for others i'm seeing here on the site you have is this like the maybe the smaller model or maybe a more affordable model for people the lift is this similar to the egg or is this just the light therapy without sound
1: oh no that's it's sacred geometry dimensions but it's uh fits in the corner of a house so it's the home unit it's not for commercial use uses the same harmonic egg music and it has uh, a different speaker but the same light but there's only one light instead of two so, you know, my intention with that was to create it from oak. The Native Americans call oak like the tree of life and ancient wisdom, endurance, strength. And I thought, you know, this would be great in the home. And I created this during COVID when people were afraid to come out. And they said, I really want to give my harmonic gang sessions, but I'm afraid. I'm, you know, I'm older and I don't want to, you know, catch this thing, you know, from the scamdemic. And so I created that during COVID and said, you know, I think there's a lot of a lot more domestic violence that was going on, a lot more suicides, a lot more emotional trauma from people being trapped in their homes and uh, feeling like they were, you know, just they didn't have an escape. So there was a lot more, I think, uh, damage that was done than we realized. And, I, you know, the kids were being abused and yelled at, you know, the parents were home, everybody was in the house. And I said, I want to like create something that you could just get a lift when you kind of have that feeling, I'm going to say something, I don't want to regret the rest of my life. I'm just going to go get a lift. You can just pop into that little cylinder, cylinder uh, light capsule and just kind of release whatever it is that you are holding onto emotionally. So when you come out, you won't say that thing that you would have regretted the rest of your life. So yeah, those are just 15000 I mean, yeah, I say just 15000 still, you know, money's just energy but they're much more cost-effective to put into your home. And it's the same harmonic egg music.
0: Wonderful. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for clearing that up. And it says here two left in stock. So this clearly must be a popular, popular item and people should definitely check that out if they are enticed. I certainly am. I think I'm going to make a trip down to westport and uh
1: i'm excited you need to let me know what you think about it because i think with your brain and your consciousness i think it's really gonna you're really gonna get it
0: thank you yeah interesting yeah i'm definitely open to it and as as i said i've had uh reiki experience before and i haven't done the float tank although that is not really Related, I guess it's more similar than like a, a tanning bed. I guess you know, we if we have to use that it's analogy, an immersive
1: experience. I mean, no right. doubt it's an immersive experience. Well, and, and it's know, something there's, there's that. ways to clear.
0: What I apologize for cutting you off, but it seems like something that people have like seen memes about and like conspiracies about when you start to learn about Wilhelm Reich and like it just it doesn't seem. Like that technology is all that available, at least from my perspective. But here you are. Somebody has put this out there and and made it available for people, although not, you know, totally orgone. It's a similar concept. And yeah, I think this is the future of healing. you You know, what happened to Wilhelm Reich is maybe evidence of the potential of this technology to do so much good. In the face of this, you know, scamdemic medical malpractice economy that they're shoving on us right now.
1: Yeah, no, it's there's definitely quite a few suppressed inventions, and then there's been the people that have been shut down, you know, by the FDA because maybe they uh, inadvertently made a claim, and so it's really hard. I try to teach my Aang guardians, you know, we can't make a guarantee, we can't make any claims, we just need to let it speak for itself. And, you know, it's not going to be for everybody. Some people would want to get, you know, the reflexology and be touched by another human being or a massage, or they might want to go get hypnotized, or they might want to go have talk therapy. So, you know, there is no one size fits all. And so we offer this to people that resonate with it in the resonant chamber. And I, I just think that I think people can really connect to their higher self and remove a lot of the layers of the onion that are preventing them from being the best, you know, highest to best human on this planet that they can be.
0: Wonderful. Well, Gail, as we start to wrap up here, harmonicegg.com, the link is in the description, folks. Please check it out to follow up on everything we talked about today. Is there anything you want to leave the audience with, final thoughts, a message?
1: Well, you know, I just, I always try to encourage people, you don't need to go to a doctor and I'm not insulting the doctors because if you need to go, you need to go. But Zach Bush retired from being a medical doctor because he said, I don't want people coming to me to say, what's wrong with me? What do I do? What do I take? I would just encourage people to tune into their own body. You are your own best doctor. You know best what you need to do, what you need to eat, you know, listen to your food cravings. I know people go crazy with that statement. But that's what, you know, I think people just really need to sit in silence and listen to their body and they'll know exactly what they need to do. So that's what I try to encourage people to do. Instead of seeking somebody on the outside to tell you what to do, you disempower yourself. So empower yourself and tune into your own body and find that little still space that tells you what to do.
0: Beautiful. Well, Gail, I hope I can have you back on the show maybe in months or weeks, and I'll be uh, be interested to follow up on some of the things that we talked about today. Today was a nice general intro, and maybe we could go deeper in a future conversation into some of the concepts and whatnot. But I really appreciate your patience and your time. Thank you so much, Gail, for being here. And folks, you can go awesome. to HarmonicEggTestimonials.com and see... Tons of different firsthand accounts of experiences with the Harmonic Egg. And I'm excited to give my testimonial when I go down to Westport. So, yeah, folks, check out the location guide and maybe there's a Harmonic Egg near you right now as we speak. So, wonderful. Gail, you're the best. I appreciate it. And listeners, thank you for tuning in. Immerse yourself in the moment wherever you are in the now all right ladies and gentlemen that was our conversation with gail lynn and i am so grateful to have a guest like gail uh, on the show at this time i've been so busy over the past few weeks with the move getting used to this new uh situation these new circumstances these new surroundings rather and it's been tough but i've had some help from some really great people i gotta give a big shout out to marshall Uh, He is the owner and operator behind Hartford Denim Company. And I actually happen to have a pair of jeans that Marshall was kind enough to make for me. He started listening to this podcast a couple years ago reached out to me and said hey buddy if you're ever you know through this area stop in my shop and of course tara and i made the trip up and did that uh, about a year and a half ago and sure enough without really planning it you know or really thinking oh yeah he's right in town we ended up moving to the same town that marshall lives in so he's been such a huge help i mean from helping us move in to uh, helping me get around without a car Marshall is the man. So if you like quality denim wear, if you want a nice denim jacket or a pair of denim pants, be sure to check out Hartford Denim Company or Harden Co. H-A-R-D-E-N-C-O. And if you can at checkout, let them know you heard about them on the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. But hopefully that brings some new folks over to the to the store. But I gotta say. This is some of the highest quality denim in the world. So they don't need me to promote the business. They're doing great. If you're into workwear that's, that's rugged and durable like you, and it's not going to need to be replaced in a year, you got to check out Hard Den Co. I've had a pair of pants from them they look pretty much as good as new, and I've worn them a lot since I bought them. I don't think I've washed them once. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, yeah, I, I think the patina looks cool. So anyways, enough about Hard End Co. Shout out to Marshall. He's been a big help, um, and I could use all the help I can get, folks. So if you want to hear every episode at its fullest potential, when you sign up to support the show, you get a bonus additional portion of the episode an extension if you will an ad-free experience no ads at all and you also you can be a part of the patreon community we have a little chat community there now and i'd love to see you in there we also have an exclusive telegram for patrons only if telegram is your thing so shout out to all our supporters sign up on the patreon you'll get more of this every week uh, until next time folks thanks for tuning in check out the harmonic egg see if there's any locations near you it's essentially like going to a float tank and should probably be around the same price so it's a great great option for folks who don't have the you know money to buy uh, an entire setup or even you know maybe you have the money but you don't have the space to put one of these things in your home you can always go to uh, one of the many many locations that have these beautiful harmonic eggs now if you do if you do have the money if you're a baller if you're if you're one of the my family thinks i'm crazy baller millionaires i recommend getting a harmonic egg and i recommend using the uh referral and letting them know that you heard about them on the my family thinks i'm crazy podcast because then i get a little bit of the, the paper then i get paid so help me out support the show pick up a fucking harmonic egg today. What are you doing, folks? If you got a couple hundred grand lying around, just buy a harmonic egg. I mean, seriously, you're a baller. You have money. What are you waiting for? Uh, there's also a uh, another device for ballers on a budget. You can get the uh, the Lightroom, which doesn't have all of the sound components but it has all of the amazing uh light healing capacity so ball on a budget let them know my family thinks some crazy sent you shout out to gail lynn and the harmonic egg all the info is in the description until next time folks immerse yourself in the moment wherever you are in the now
2: M-F-T-I-C. <laughs> yeah. Shut up Broadcasting the moon matrix from the lunar surface They want you confused like you never knew your purpose Hopping through the portals, dismantling the machine My family thinks I'm crazy, I can't believe what I've seen Memories of a war, the Pleiadians and Anunnaki Stuck within the genes of a copy of a human body DNA fractal, the universe within me Epiphanies of science is hoarded by the Illuminati Puppet masters know the power of the mantra Repeating mad lies till it has an effect on you Subliminal messages hijacked Perception Tricking the population with holographic projections We see through it, the system is unraveling I'm astral traveling through the library of the Vatican On a sacred journey, I embark with the squad for rougher spitting truth like Mark on the pod I Gotta know the facts, never hold back Cause I ain't getting caught up in the soul trap dissect the fabric of reality looking for the answers searching through the galaxy you might be feeling stressed out depression anxiety is no measure of health to be well adjusted to a sick society you don't even know how powerful you are the ones who gonna expose the whole facade. I awoke in a deep underground military base Zero recollection of how I got to this place Alien corpses floating in glass cylinders Must have been extracted when they crashed into us Animal hybrids contained in the cages A lion with the eagle head Monkeys with reptilian bases Losing my mind and I'm feeling desperate I look around the room and I see no sign of the exit All of a sudden the wall flickers away, Revealing a hangar full of spacecraft My get- I, wait. I run to the nearest one, see a guard knock him out, rob him his plasma gun. Hop in the ship, take the controls, they highly intuitive, I figure it out easily. Lift off, accelerate through a tunnel until I see the light fly into the sky, get flanked by six 35. got never hold back, cause I ain't getting caught up in the soul trap. I dissect the fabric of reality, looking for the answers, searching through the galaxy, you might be feeling stressed out. Depression, anxiety, is no measure of health to be well adjusted to a sick society You don't even know how powerful you are We the ones who gonna expose the whole facade